Experiences, Episode 9. First off, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has helped with my goal of covering all 50 states with the Loaded Bases podcast sticker. And now I have this crazy idea that I'm going to try and cover all seven continents. So far, out of the seven, we have covered three. But if you are interested in helping out on this, let me know. So my guests and I, we touch base on a foundation that is an advocate for people with Down syndrome and also with other disabilities. And this one, to me, hits home. For many of you listening, you have known me for a long time. And for a fact, I have came a long way with my speech impediment and the stutter that I have. Like back when I was younger, I would go to speech therapy and on the daily have kids make fun of me for my speech. And it is not fun being bullied over that. Like my mom, she would tell me, do not worry about them. And also, who cares what other people think about you? Because you are you and be the best you that you can be. But after a while, you just embrace. You embrace those disabilities that you have and you turn them around and, and then make them a part of you. So my guest today comes from a family based out of Palo Alto, California. And a very well-known baseball family. Get ready. Loaded bases. I have Tiger Peterson here. How's it going? It's going, man. Thanks for having me, Mason. Appreciate, uh, appreciate you having me on. Looking forward to our conversation today. No problem. So first off, uh, what do you do currently in baseball? What is your title? Yeah, I'm the double-A hitting coach uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, prior to COVID, I was at Big League Spring Training with St. Louis out in West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, and then obviously COVID hit. So we've been uh, back home since the middle of March, um, you know, waiting patiently for, uh, for the green light for Major League Baseball and MILB to, you know, hopefully go back to work soon. Yeah, how is the whole uh, news hearing that baseball was done? Like, how did you take that? Yeah, I think I probably took it, you know, similar to a lot of other people. And it was a big shock at first. Um, you know, nobody could have really anticipated this coming. Um, you know, baseball being canceled and having to, you know, scramble to figure out how you're going to get home and um, what comes next and all the uncertainties of if there's going to be games or pay or job security and all those different oh, yeah. things. Um, but, uh, you know, I've been trying to take things – optimistically and just try to go one day at a time and, and try to stay positive through this whole thing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've been doing. Uh, so during the quarantine COVID time, uh, is there stuff that you do as a coach uh, to stay prepared? Yeah, definitely, man. I've just been trying to stay ready physically, mentally, and uh, spiritually, honestly. Um, and so from a physical standpoint, you know, I've just been trying to get myself into like, optimal health. Mm -hmm. um, I've been taking this time a lot to just really focus on eating clean, um, focusing a lot on like what's going in my body, um, making sure that, you know, I stay fresh and ready to go. I've been biking a lot, running a lot and swimming. Um, I recently completed my first triathlon. Congrats. Um, That's awesome. Appreciate it, man. So yeah, just trying to push myself to new levels, trying to, you know, create those challenges and stuff to work towards. Um, 
So that way, when I do get uh, the call to go back, then I'll be I'll be ready to rock and roll. Um, I've been playing catch and you know throwing some batting practice, so trying to keep my arm in shape and and keep my fungo skills up um, from a like baseball on field performance standpoint. Um, mentally, I've just been really focusing on like controlling what I can control, um, reading a lot of different articles and um, and I follow Trevor Moad and um, he puts out a lot of good content on Instagram and Twitter. Um, so just been staying up to date on his stuff, revisiting some of my Ken Revisa mental game books, um, just stay sharp from that standpoint. Um, and then, you know, just from a emotional standpoint, um, just, you know, trying to keep faith and, yeah. and, you know, understand that a lot of people are going through a lot of different difficult things through this time. Um, just trying to be mindful of that, um, reaching out to my players and, and other coworkers and different people as a, as a listening ear, um, and just trying to really continue to build, you know, those relationships through this crazy time and just be there for people. Um, so I think, you know, connecting those, those different pieces is how I've kind of been staying productive and like trying to stay ready um, yeah, so for, sure. for, for whatever comes next after this uh, COVID period. Yeah. It's been, it's been a wild time right now with no baseball. There's a lot of players out there who are trying to stay ready. I mean, cause they have no idea if or when, baseball will come back and then yeah. baseball is such like a routine game that everyone has their own routines and then once spring training starts i i assume that that's when everyone starts their routine for the season spring training just abruptly ended people were trying to figure out what to do yeah definitely it's uh it's hard to get ready when there's no end game in sight or date specific to be ready so you kind of just got to stay ready um, and kind of just maintain, um, so that when the call does come, you're kind of ready to rock and roll, which is a lot harder said than done, especially oh, yeah. pitchers who are trying to manage their, you know, workload and their bullpens and flat grounds and when they need to be ramped up by. Yeah. All right. So let's say, uh, back when you were younger, about 12, what was your dream job? Uh, I always wanted to be a professional athlete when I was 12. Um, I played football, basketball, and baseball. I think uh, at that point, I hadn't really made my decision about what sport. I just knew that I wanted to be a pro athlete in uh, one of those three. So, well, you did progress in baseball. So what year were you drafted, and how was that whole experience uh, like? Yeah, so I played uh, baseball at University of Pacific for four seasons, uh, and then I was drafted as a senior um, I was drafted by the Los Angeles Dodgers in the 33rd round in 2013. And yeah, it was a very, very cool experience. Um, I think, you know, when you're working for something your entire life, and then all of a sudden it comes to the point where you can kind of say like, okay, I've accomplished my goal. Like I got drafted. Um, and now, you know, you have a chance to continue to pursue your dream mm -hmm. of the big leagues. Um, you know, that was a really, really cool moment. And just like, knowing that all the hard work that I'd put in was for something. Um, so yeah, that was a really, really cool experience to, to be able to hear my name called um, and then get the opportunity that I did to, to play professionally was, was definitely a dream come true. For sure. So after you, after you started playing, so now you're a coach, how did that all go about? Yeah. Um, I played for four years professionally and throughout my time as a player, um, you know, I always knew that I wanted to be a coach and 
So throughout my time, I always try to pick the brains of, you know, the coaches and mentors that, that I was fortunate enough to be around, you know, guys like Johnny Washington. Um, he was in the minor leagues coaching with the Dodgers at the time. And, you know, now he's with the Padres and was in the big leagues for a couple of years. Um, you know, John Shoemaker, longtime coach with the Dodgers. He's been around for like 30 years. Um, awesome guy to just be around and pick his brain. Another guy, Damon Mayshore, was uh, one of the minor league coordinators um, with the Dodgers and a guy that I really rely on heavily when I, you know, need to pick his brain about base running or outfield mm. um, and hitting as well. So, you know, just some really good guys that I was surrounded by during my time over there. And I just try to take the time to pick their brains and learn as much as I could because at the end of the day, I knew, you know, baseball is something that I'm always going to do. I've always mm. been a long learner and um, I've enjoyed the game. Um, I grew up in a family full of baseball players and baseball coaches. Um, so it's just something that's always sparked my interest. Um, so I really took the time to learn the game, um, being around those guys and take advantage of that. And in 2016, I was presented an opportunity with Major League Baseball in Taiwan um, to go over there and coach um, at one of their elite camps. Um, we had the top prospects in Asia. Um, it was a really great opportunity to start my coaching career. That would be um, awesome. But I decided to make the, make the leap of faith and, you know, go from being a player to uh, pursuing a career in coaching. I knew at that time, you know, being a 26-year-old, if – you know, you're getting kind of old if you're not in the big leagues already, but as a 26 year old coach, you know, you're really young for the profession. And, you know, I felt no better time than to, than to take on that opportunity. And I'm really glad I did. Um, it's definitely led me to a lot of cool opportunities and, and put me on the path that I am today. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you mentioned that your family is all full of baseball players and, uh, coaches say, your brother, Jock, how is it having Jock as your brother and also like to be around like the Dodgers and all of them? Um, yeah, I mean, it's cool. Um, me and Jock, you know, obviously we grew up playing together, playing baseball, all different sports. Um, you know, so it's been, it's been great, you know, being around him. Um, and now that we're, you know, kind of in the same career, um, we see things from a different lens, obviously. Yeah there and I'm a coach but uh you know uh I work with big league guys and you know obviously some of Jock's friends are big league guys and it's just part of it like I don't really yeah. know, um you know who you are you know more about like what kind of person you are for me is uh is what's important so at the end of the day we all have our different occupations that we mm -hmm. do uh you know just people at the end of the day yeah. um you know it's great to it's great to have Jock as a brother and then you know, my other siblings champ and yep. Jason, well, you know, they're awesome getting better at what I do and yeah, going to get to that level soon. Yeah. So you guys have a foundation live like a champ. How, how did you guys start that? Or how did you guys go about that? Yeah. Um, so my brother champ has down syndrome. Um, he has been a special Olympic athlete, you know, his entire life growing up, all kinds of medals, you know, from, you know, he was a swimmer, he did softball, he did hockey, um, you know, track and field, literally everything. He loves it. That's sports. awesome. Um, so, yeah, Champ is a, Champ's a really uh, inspirational guy um, and definitely the glue to our family. He's brought us all really close together. But Live Like a Champ kind of started um, his, let's see, my senior year at University of Pacific, 
Um, Champ's two years older than me, so he had been working at the time, but he had, he'd write me these motivational speeches um, that I would share with my team. And it started just by a text and, you know, I just sh- send it to a buddy or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, we're seniors. We like to sit at the back of the bus. So then it started becoming like I would read it and share it with the guys in the back of the bus before the, a big game or whatever. The guys fired up and people are like, yo, like get him to come to a game. Like, let's go. Like he needs to talk to the team. And so pretty soon, like I would be reading the messages at the back of the bus and like our head coach took wind of it. And he's like, hey, what does your brother got for us today? Like, I heard he's sending, uh, you know, these motivational speeches for the game. And so I shared with him one of them, and he was fired up. And bring him, what's he doing next weekend? Does he want to come to the game? Um, Does he want to, you know, be our motivational coach and give a speech before the game in person? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll ask him. And so I asked Champ, and, you know, he loved it. And he came out and rocked it and got everybody fired up. And we were having kind of a tough year, you know. Um, but I think we might've won that game and guys were, you know, kind of brought guys, you know, together a little bit closer and pretty soon, you know, our coach was like, Hey, does he want to come back tomorrow? Like, you know, we won, like, let's keep it going, you know, baseball and oh yeah, guys are, uh, stuck in their ways. But, uh, yeah. So Champa ended up coming out all his entire, the entire rest of the year. He'd come on the road, travel with us. He'd sit with me at uh, my apartment, um, when we were at home and, you know, come to all the games, suit up in uniform, and it, it made him felt like, you know, a part of the team. And this was mm-hmm. for him to share his story, um, to be able to, you know, have an impact. And even though he couldn't play, um, per se, he was able to be a part of the team and, like, show guys that this is how, um, you know, he makes his impact felt. So that was really cool, and that was a great platform for him to, you know, be able to speak and have a, have a voice and create impact and, um, you know, get guys passionate and all those different things provide a different perspective. So that was really cool. And, and once he started doing that, then, uh, you know, I decided and my family decided like, how can we continue to allow him to have this platform and be able to continue to inspire and motivate? Um, and you know, that's what, how we started live like a champ. Um, obviously his name's champ and, you know, live like a champ is just kind of a cool saying that we came up with. It's like um, perfect. It's an absolutely yeah, perfect so, saying. So now, uh, you know, it's kind of taken off and, um, you know, my, my brother Jock has brought him in and he's done uh, some speeches for the Dodgers before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's been a bat boy over there. Um, they sold his live like a champ hats at uh, Dodger stadium and they sold wow. like a day. Um, they did a big special over there. Um, his website has, you know, been taken off with like a champ.com. Um, and he's been getting booked for lots of different motivational gigs from, speaking to sports organizations, to businesses, um, going into schools, talking to best buddies programs, mm-hmm. um, you name it. Like, uh, so it's been, it's been cool to see him kind of take off and flourish, um, in that atmosphere. And it's really cool to see when he gets going, like when he gets in that environment, you just see him light up and like, you know, you see the energy of the crowd and people are just really moved by what he has to say. Um, a few years back, I coached, um, I managed in the Northwoods League in mm-hmm. Duluth, Minnesota, and we had to live like a champ day. And Champ came out and, you know, got to share his story with our team. And, you know, we partnered with the local best buddies and Special Olympics groups and, you know, gave them free tickets to come out. And so Champ flew out and, you know, gave us a, a great speech and pumped our guys up. And um, it was just a really cool event to, to be able to kind of mesh those two worlds of, like, me and my coaching career and then Champ and, like, his – um, public speaking, um, 
and live like a champ. So that was, uh, that was kind of where everything kind of came full circle for me. And it was really cool to be able to share that platform with him and, and be able to let him uh, shine his light on everybody else. So that's kind of uh, how live like a champ started. And, you know, he's, uh, he's still going strong. He's a best buddies ambassador and he speaks all over, you know, all over the U S um, travels around, does his thing. Um, so yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely the glue to our family and brings us all closer. I'm really, really lucky to have him as a brother as well. And, uh, feel super fortunate that, uh, you know, I have somebody so close to me that motivates me on a daily basis. That alone right there is motivational. So if, if it's okay with you, I will, uh, put LiveLikeAChamp.com on, on my website. Yeah, that's fine, bro. Cool. For sure. Final thoughts. Do you have any advice for anyone? that is aspiring to be a coach? Yeah, man, do it for the right reasons. You know, make sure we're here to serve players. We're here to get guys better. Um, we're here to be, you know, mentors, positive, positive role models in their life. Um, make sure you're serving your guys and doing it for the right reason. You know, push the ego aside and, and really do what you can to serve the kids. Um, regardless of what level you're coaching at, it all comes down to the kids. Um, and helping them, you know, there's a lot of life lessons to be learned through baseball, um, whether it's, you know, building confidence or dealing with adversity. Um, so many different things. Uh, so anyways, just uh, make sure you take the time to, to build the relationships, you know, serve the life lessons, um, build that trust and, you know, really get to know your guys. Let them know that you have their best interests, you have their back. Um, and be a player's coach, you know, be that guy that a player can go to at any time, whether it's on or off the field, and they can come to you and feel comfortable, um, you know, just be the listening ear. If you have to give advice, give advice, but you just want to be that, be that guy that can help the players in any, uh, regardless of the circumstance. So, uh, yeah, if you want to get into coaching, do it for the right reasons and definitely be for the kids. Well, Tiger, I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Yeah, you got it, man. It was a pleasure coming on. I'm happy to help out. And uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing the final product. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Mason. Big thank you to Tiger Peterson. Very blessed to have this opportunity to, to talk to you. If you want to know more about Live Like a Champ, you can always go to their website, livelikeachamp.com. Their mission is... It's plain and simple. Live like a champ every day. They advocate for people with Down syndrome and also other disabilities. They also help promote the value of friendship and integrated employment for individuals with disabilities. And lastly, they want to be a voice and give inspiration to others. Champ Peterson, someday I want to meet you, for sure. As always, a huge thank you to Routine Baseball for many of the apparel that I wear throughout the episodes. Routine Baseball has got me covered. They started out of a basement producing tees, and now they are shipping apparel and accessories across the globe. And with that, that wraps up Episode 9. Tiger Peterson, you're the man.